Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I have the high privilege and the distinct honor to present to you the President of the United States. Yep. Beyond a doubt. Beyond a doubt, Kevin McCarthy said, I have the distinct honor. <laughs> I have the high privilege and the distinct honor to present to you the President of the United States. Or, or did he say the stink honor? I think he, he didn't say the distinct honor. He said, I have the stink honor. Or is he just an inarticulate fellow? I have the high privilege and the distinct honor to present to you honor. the yep. President of the United States. Well, you have. And... and, and an overused phrase, but pretty true in this case. You had one job. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you were required to do last night. Ah, <laughs> oh, crap. He should have said, ah, oh, damn it. Ah, <laughs> oh, son of a. Yeah, boy. All I so had to it, do was get through one sentence. I had one line. One line. Then all I, I got to do. privilege and a distinct honor to present to you the president of the United States. Behind the president, nod when he says something patriotic, shake my head when he says something I don't like. It's easy. All I had to do was, ah, crap, stink honor. What does that mean? Well, luckily, the president, who's 80, is half deaf and a bit of a stumble bum himself, so no, no harm been done. My bus been wet. Uh, so if you're just tuning in, we talked yesterday, or I'm sorry, in the previous hour about the utterly uh, obscene moment where both parties stood up and cheered as loudly as they could that they would never, ever alter Social Security and Medicare in any way, thereby guaranteeing a fiscal disaster in the future, and not very far in the future either. 
Uh, so we'll we'll get back to that and, and play some more of that sort of thing for you. But I, I liked the floundering opening of the thing. You had the not terribly articulate uh, McCarthy there, followed by the not terribly articulate president. Uh, just play uh, 21, Michael. You know, uh, I start tonight by congratulating the 118th Congress and the new Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> Speaker, I don't want to ruin your reputation, but I look forward to working with you. <laughs> That was actually a pretty funny line, well delivered. Uh, McCarthy uh, had a belly laugh out of it. It was kind of a charming start. A belly laugh. (laughs) Doubled over. Face red. He had the stink honor of uh, having a joke made about him. (laughs) Uh, Clip 22. Congratulations to Chuck Schumer. Another, uh, you know, another term as Senate Minority Leader. Uh, You know, I think you... uh, only this time you have a slightly bigger majority, Mr. Leader, and you're the majority leader. About that much bigger? Yeah. Wow. Okay, Uncle Joe, sit down. It's time for dinner. Here's some potato salad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, play that one again, Michael. And congratulations to Chuck Schumer. Another, uh, you know, another term as Senate Minority Leader. Uh, you know, I think you... Uh, only this time you have a slightly bigger majority, Mr. Leader. You're the majority leader. About that much bigger? Yeah. Oh, boy. And then uh, finally, this hilarious bit uh, with uh, Chief Justice John Roberts. By the way, Chief Justice, I may need a court order. She gets to go to the, the game tomorrow, uh, next week. I have to stay home. <laughs> Got to work something out here. What is he talking about? The Super Bowl, I guess, which is oh, tomorrow. Okay. I mean, next week, and she's got to, and I got us, so we got to work something out. Uh, like what? I don't, what do you have in mind? Uh, <laughs> I'm not really a lawyer anymore, but uh, maybe I could give you a name. <laughs> uh, but I do think, as I uh, said in hour one, we do four hours. Uh, as I did say in hour one, I think the fact that he performed well, according to most people, you know, didn't seem like a senile old man. It's going to make it really hard for the Democrats. To not be behind him for, uh, you know, another run. And uh, okay, so there you go. You know, that seems to be the mainstream analysis. I would argue that he did seem like a senile old man, just not completely senile, not completely incapacitated. He has helped set the bar very low for himself. Precisely. You just heard what you heard. We've not altered those tapes at all. That was the beginning of the speech when the most people are tuned in. So I would argue any uh, suggestion that, I mean, he had moments where he was sharp and he was good old backslapping Joe, where everybody was shouting back and forth. He was like, hey, hey, it's fine. Let's talk. Let's work together. That's a, he handled that well. He didn't melt down. He didn't, you know, weep or, or wet his pants as far as anybody could tell. Oh, geez. Um, but yeah, the bar is quite low. Can we play the opening clip one more time? Because f- I'm trying to figure out what he said, and then we can uh, go well, Biden or uh, Biden, McCarthy? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, Biden. The opening clip from the show. Make no mistake. If you try anything to raise the cost of presenting jobs, I will mm. veto no, it. I thought I, thought I was going to figure it out that time. I still can't figure out what he's saying. Bershnism. <laughs> Bershnism jobs built this country. I don't want to talk about the 24 presidential election. It's way too early. So, but I, you got to bring this up. Is this where we're headed? So, I was reading Mark Halperin's 
newsletter the other day, and he was talking about the hits on DeSantis will come. Everybody has stuff in their personal life. Everybody. And I thought, wow, I wonder what it's going to be. Well, here's one today. It came out yesterday, actually. Trump tweeted this out. It's a picture of a young DeSantis when he was a high school teacher around a bunch of whole, a whole bunch of high school girls with a beer in his hand. And uh, the headline was Ron DeSantis was having a drink party with his students when he was a high school teacher having drinks with underage girls and cuddling with them certainly looks pretty gross here and donald trump donald j trump who's running uh tweeted that out no way and then tweeted it again and said he wouldn't do he would never do such a thing so uh he goes with the here's my opponent drinking beer with high school girls Mm. so it gives you an idea where we're going to be with this whole thing yeah, yeah, wow. That's you know, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> I mean, as as embarrassing looks go, that's a pretty bad one. And he's a really good DeSantis here looks like he's I don't know the age, but I'm guessing he's mid thirties, something like that. Early thirties. Really good looking guy in a t shirt with a beer and you know, two two high school girls with their arms around his neck in what looks like a house party. You know, he'll have to answer to it. He'll have to say something, right? I don't think he can ignore it. Or maybe he can. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, he's not that old now. Maybe he's uh, younger he was born than born in 1978. Know. Right. I don't know when he was the high school teacher. But anyway, um, that's uh, how ugly the campaign will get. I don't think DeSantis is... Well, you just never know. And then all you need is one of those girls who either, you know, for real or because she hates his politics... Come out and says, oh, yeah, he always was kind of pervy and made me feel really uncomfortable. And he said this, did that, put his arm there. All you got is one chick to come out and say that. And you've got a full-blown scandal uh, that has to be addressed. And I would not be surprised if that's not what's going to happen this week. Yeah, it appears he taught for a year when he was 23 slash 24 years old. Okay. Well, the picture's pretty blurry, so okay, so he's quite a bit younger. So Jack, who's clearly just a honk for Donald J. Trump. Saying he was 38 or 40 or something, so making it seem much more recent. Wow. So, you know, lying is common in politics and slander is as well, so I can't fault you for it. Shocking. Shocking. You think that's going to help him? Oh, yeah. If you can say, yeah, I was 23 years old. There was a party. I didn't know who was at it, and it's certainly regrettable looking back on it. I should have checked, but I had no intention of getting into politics. So unlike these professional politicians, and half of this might be crap. I'm just making it up as I go. Unlike professional politicians, I didn't spend every second of my life worrying about how things would look when I was 23 years old. Yeah, I predict they find one woman who's going to make some claims uh, about feeling uncomfortable, and then that will be a thing. Well, maybe uh, get that same gal who made all those outrageous claims about Brett Kavanaugh, because she's already got her act down. She's already practiced, so... And then the, uh, the the weird anonymous person on the boat in uh, <laughs> Massachusetts or whatever that ridiculous story was. But we'll see. It's it's going to be ugly, though, no doubt. Well, I Do- would say... Donald J. is not known for his restraint. No. If this is where we're starting, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty ugly. Because I mean, uh, in the old days, even if you had that sort of oppo research, you'd have let somebody else float it out there. You wouldn't have yourself put it out there. But we live in a different time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just thought of a great uh, DeSantis uh, comeback line, but I'll let those two wrestle. I don't need to get in the middle of it. You're not going to tell us? No, no. 
It's a reference to the infamous uh, Billy Bush tape. I didn't grab them by the blank. Well, uh, like the guy who did. said he, you can grab him by the blank is saying I shouldn't have been in the same room with a woman. What? Something like that. Because all that matters is snark. So we got policy schmolicy. As we uh, learned last night. So uh, we got more stuff on the balloon. There are new pictures out that are really quite uh, amazing of what that thing looked like up close. But why was it there? How many have there been? A few more details on the whole balloon thing. Including some analysis from a missile expert that may make you slightly concerned about soiling your pants. Uh, wow. So maybe, you know, plan ahead for that segment. I don't know this. Stay tuned. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity, and it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, it started out... I'm committed to work with China where we can advance American interests and benefit the world. But make no mistake about it. As we made clear last week, if China threatens our sovereignty, we will act to protect our country. And we did. After it left our country? And that was the sum total of the China talk, from what I understand? There was a little more. I mean, there's one more quote if you want to hear it short. I don't need to. But, uh, yeah, it was very, very short. By the way, the the argument is settled. Uh, we have the clip. Maybe we'll play it later. I watched an interview with Leon Panetti. Do you remember him? He was the Secretary of Defense for a while. He ran the CIA for a while under Obama. I mean, he, he I saw an interview with him on CNN. He was absolutely, we needed to shoot that down immediately as soon as we recognized it was a Chinese spy balloon. Without a doubt. And he didn't budge on that at all as CNN was trying to push him off of that. What about damage to the ground? He just ignored that. You, you can't let a foreign adversary fly something into your airspace. You just can't do that. Leon Panetta. But you know what it reminded me of? Because that picture of when Osama bin Laden was taken out. Remember that picture in the room? And you had Hillary there and Barack there and Biden 
and Baracko. Who <laughs> just invented a new, like, groovy Hollywood nickname for Barack Obama? Barack was there, and Leon Panetta was there. The only no vote in that room for going after bin Laden, Osama bin Laden was Joe Biden. He was the only one that was a no. Yeah. So, yeah. so B- Obama's former sec def saying, yeah, you got to shoot it down immediately. To oh, me, that conversation is closed. Yeah, we got a really good email from somebody who said, you know, Joe Biden still thinks he's a senator or something because he said, yeah, I ordered him to shoot it down. They told me it'd be dangerous. So, so what? So you're in charge. You, you give the orders. So they talked you out of it. Well, make that clear. Although, again, I can get nobody to give that notion. I can find nobody who's giving that notion an amen that, oh, no, you can't shoot down balloons over Montana or Idaho or Iowa. It's far too dangerous. Nobody says that. No, no. Anyway, I thought this was really interesting. Longtime listener writes, um, wanted to shed some light on the domain awareness gap you're discussing with Mike Lyons and why an object at 65,000 feet might not set off many alarms. First, my background is ballistic missile defense and air warfare, and I now work for major technical university everybody has heard of. Um, bah, 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 bah. Uh, Mike mentioned that 65,000 feet is where we would detect an incoming ballistic missile. That's not right. If we detected an inbound ICBM at 65,000 feet, it's already too late. ICBMs typically travel at speeds in excess of Mach 10, put differently over 11,000 feet per second. So if our initial detection is at 65,000 feet, we're already dead. Uh, U.S. employs a system of satellites that detect large heat signatures that can indicate initial launch. I thought the then new... a system of sensors goes to work to acquire and track a ballistic object. I thought those new hypersonic missiles were going to fly at that lower elevation. That's why they could get past the radars and everything. Yeah, I wonder. But here's the part that I really thought was interesting. You have to understand um, that when you're looking at a radar screen, all you know is that an object might be there. If the object isn't an aircraft that actively transmits its own identity, an operator has no way of classifying a radar hit. Additionally, radar systems are far, far, far from accurate. I've had instances where entire live fire operations came to a halt because there was a radar hit that turned out to be a big seabird flying around. Uh, I can easily see how the spy balloons were never made a big deal of because they could easily look like clouds, birds, or actual weather balloons or any number of atmospheric phenomenon that can give a false hit. In actual fact, most of our radar systems are tuned to ignore slow-speed objects because it's flying and it isn't powered. It probably isn't a threat. It takes an enormous amount of radar system time and resources to actively track something like a weather balloon or a three-bus-sized spy balloon. Interesting, because I think in the same way that juries imagine uh, the CS, every case, every court case should be CSI come to life or they can precisely nail a suspect uh, with, with science that a lot of us picture NORAD or our radar systems or whatever is uh, like on 24 where they zoom in and everybody's got a high-def picture of exactly what's happening up in the sky at every moment, but uh, apparently not. Well, that's an interesting explanation for the balloons during the Trump administration. It does nothing, though, for the balloon last week that the Biden administration knew exactly what it was and where it came from five days, four days before they shot it down. Oh, yeah. This was not an argument against that. I just thought it was interesting about our defense systems. Which, uh, maybe we got to come up with a way to fix that. You can't have a giant balloon fly in with who knows what on it. Well, and certainly when your plucky farmers identify it, you got to blast it out of the freaking sky. So, the Michael Jackson estate 
is uh, in the process of selling half of his interests in his music catalog? Yes. So I guess yes, they that's, are. Uh, I mean, I die and they sell all my stuff. So I guess that's Tito and Marlon <laughs> and Mom and whoever else that's uh, left exactly. in the Jackson plant. Three of them. It's the three of them. Yeah. They think it's going to go for nine hundred million dollars, dang near a billion dollars for half of his catalog. So Tito gets richer. <laughs> There's no justice, and no justice, no peace, huh? I'd, yeah, okay, fine. God, the, what, it, this is something that came out of the Lisa Marie thing. The hangers-on for these giant musical celebrities, you know, the estates that live on afterwards and the fighting among the families after they're gone, that's an ugly, ugly story. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm not surprised. I mean, given the other figures that have been kicked around, uh, you know, Jacko wrote a lot of great songs. Um, you don't want to give me credit for anything. I know. I just did. <laughs> Go back to being dead. <laughs> Oh, we do four hours. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. GameBridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. When those those legends get here, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) You're here. You're here already. No, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The that's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how <gasps> lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I read that Biden's approval rating currently stands at 42 percent, just above the 41 percent he had at last year's State of the Union. That's tough. It's like uh, eating kale for an entire year, then realizing you only lost one pound. And you go, this is for a whole year. That's kind of funny. Yeah, amen to that. 
Um, I've got a great tease here. Researchers claim they've found the most stressful time of the day down to the minute. I can tell you the most <laughs> stressful minute of the day. Wow. Wow. So stay tuned for that. I'm already stressed thinking about it. Uh, this stuff is so they, they don't fact check Democrats when they give State of the Union addresses because only Republicans lie or exaggerate. So mm. you don't need to fact check the Democrats, but nah, it saves time. It, it does. So, but some people did look into some of the claims made last night. So, not specifically about the speech here, but uh, just some things that ought to be noted. For instance, the old saw that we have the whatever tenth infrastructure in the world, and Joe Biden went last night. We're we're thirteenth in the world in infrastructure. And a link to the Washington Post, which did a deep dive on this back during infrastructure talks, that that is just bull crap. Even the Washington yeah. Post said that. that. They've been saying that my whole adult life. And I would hear it. And when I was, you know, before I got into the world of paying attention and think, oh, man, it's ridiculous. Why are we so far behind all these other countries? We are number one among infrastructure, among the 10 largest countries, both in terms of population and geography. For 13th of you, you know, you include some of these countries that are, you know, eight square miles and run by Saudi kings. They have great roads and, uh, and water systems. But for real countries trying to actually compete in the world, we're number freaking one. Yeah, I mean, like Singapore, which is a city state. Uh, yeah, they got great infrastructure. It's the size of Manhattan, roughly. Yeah, so don't, there's don't that. quote me. I don't know how big it is. It's not big. And then one other thing. <laughs> and then one other thing. Uh, talk of uh, Americans wanting an assault weapons ban, and we've got to do this to make the schools safer or whatever it is. Latest poll that just came out Monday. A majority of Americans now oppose a national assault weapons sales ban. That's according to the ABC News Washington Post poll. Wow. That came out two days ago. It's a 10-point jump in opposition with the same question. Now, you can get into, you know, polling and the inaccuracy of it and blah, 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 all that sort of stuff. But if you ask the same question and you see movement, that's got to mean something, doesn't it? I think it does. I'm mildly surprised by that. But that's also yet another wonderful example of the the enormous difference between the way normal Americans perceive the world and the idea you would get from the media. If you took it in through the mainstream media, you would think that just obviously everybody agrees an assault weapons ban is a good idea. Only just the craziest MAGA storm the capital types disagree. No, it's 51 to 47. Now, that's within the margin of error, but it's 50-50. Sure, yeah. You know, it's a 50-50 call whether or not you think it's a good idea, and that's a 10-point jump for people to oppose it. I'm thinking that it's got a lot to do with people hearing some of the arguments and realizing, okay, that's all a definition problem. What are you calling an assault? How do you define it? Blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. The funhouse mirror view of America that is the media. As we've said many times, it's probably worth repeating semi-regularly, especially for new listeners. What you see, what your friends see and think, what your neighbors say, what your co-workers perceive, uh, the exception being the Bay Area of California, where everybody seems to be nuts. Um, but uh, trust your perception, that of your neighbors. You're right. The, the smiling, white-toothed, perky, boobed, or square-jawed talking head doesn't have any idea what America's like. They never leave Manhattan or the Beltway. So a fire started on a United Airlines flight out of San Diego yesterday. They had to turn around and go back real fast. It was the battery pack in a laptop, one of those lithium-ion batteries. And 
that continues to be a problem. Now, the other day when I flew, this is the first time I'd ever had that happen. They they asked me if all of my devices were off in my checked luggage. Mm. Is that a thing? Are they more, more likely to catch on fire when they're on than when they're off? I would just guess from the context that that's true, but no, I, well, I don't know. Uh, yeah, from the context, it means they think it is, but I'm just wondering if it actually is. Does that make a difference? I just said yes. I wasn't sure. I didn't have any idea if my laptop was on or not. I wasn't going to check. Right. It's like still I'm going to go to the doctor and they ask me if you had any of these symptoms uh, lately, the last two weeks. Have you been in a gathering of more than 10 people? No, no, none of that. Not a single time. Nope. <laughs> nope. The last thing I was going to do was to unpack my bag, dig through everything and check to see if stuff was on or not. Now, I, I think you're a little cavalier about causing the plane to plunge out of the sky, uh, costing your life and those of your uh, fellow passengers. But uh, I see your point. The FAA. Re- oh, oh, I'm sorry. Before we move on. Oh, is this more on the same story? Yeah, just a couple more okay. things. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, it says here if you have a spare battery, if you carry a spare battery, and I never have, that's got to be like dealt with in a certain particular way. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I've never carried a spare battery, so I guess I've never thought about it. Also, this avoid putting any pressure on uh, your electronics that have these batteries, such as placing it under a heavy object, or if your gadget slips between the seats. Alert a crew member who is trained to extract it. Mm. If you try to do it yourself, you could add pressure, inadvertently cracking or damaging it, and it could catch on fire. Wait a minute. How much pressure is this under? It says here. What's happening in this scenario? It says here the crew can take the seat out. So you're telling me if my iPhone slips between the seats, rather than me pull it out with my fingers, I'm supposed to have a crew member come. They're going to land the plane, have some sort of crew come on and remove the seat. I'm sorry, we're not going to Los Angeles. We've got to divert to Bangladesh to take out this seat because this man dropped his phone. <laughs> what the heck? I if know. it's under pressure, alert a crew member who will, who is trained to extract it from between the seats. All right. Wow, that's wild. <laughs> I mean, I mean. I'm a curious enough guy. I'd like to know what the heck they're talking about there. If if the battery's under pressure, like what? If you're sitting on your laptop? Don't put it under heavy, heavy objects. If your battery's under pressure, you keep yelling at it, do better! <laughs> and finally it cracks. Which reminds me, I can tell you right after this, what is the most stressful minute of the day? Oh, my. Also, an article I came across in the Washington Post that caught my eye, it was about how... Your uh, your your electric vehicle can be your battery system for your house. So instead of getting one of those Tesla walls installed or something, just use your EV as your battery system. The article is unintentionally hilarious. Okay, I mean it's it's as if an adult wrote it who was i mean verbally speaking fully an adult but in terms of critical thinking like an eight-year-old so stay with us for that but first a quick word from our friends and sponsors at hello fresh holy cow do i like hello fresh judy and i are going to have a delicious uh spicy pork bowl thing tonight as a matter of fact hello fresh's chef created recipes get delivered right to your door you whip it up fresh hence the name you don't have to schlep to the grocery store and you don't stand there saying what do you want I don't know. What do you want? The kids don't like that. What do you want? Oh, I love HelloFresh. You can customize select meals, by the way, by swapping proteins and sides. For instance, 
Um, I get gluten-free stuff because my son is gluten-free. And now even upgrade to organic chicken or organic ground beef. Um, flavorful dishes like Southwest pork and bean burritos, falafel power bowls, ready in just 15 minutes. From fit and wholesome to family-friendly, quick and easy, they have dishes for your lifestyle at HelloFresh and your meal preferences with options to please even the pickiest eaters. Sign up today for 65% off plus free shipping with the code ARMSTRONG65 at HelloFresh.com slash ARMSTRONG65. You can cancel any time. There's no reason not to try it. Go to uh, HelloFresh.com slash ARMSTRONG65 and remember that code ARMSTRONG65. The very first House oversight hearing on the handling of the Hunter Biden laptop story, not the handling of the laptop, but the laptop story. Uh, mm. The first hearing on that has started today, and we'll see if anything comes out of that. Oh, that reminds me. We should bring that montage, uh, bring back that montage of people uh, stating without fear of contradiction that that story is fake and Russian disinformation. And only an idiot would, would run that story on a respectable news network. It's really quite something. What is the most stressful time of the day? What is the most stressful down to the minute? This would be on average because, you know, your mileage may, may vary. Check your local stress listings. Getting children to school is the most stressful time of the day. Getting your kids ready for school and out the door. This is what they uh, took from a large survey of adults. I am rarely around for that because of my job. Mm-hmm. And I uh, wish I was around for that because it, uh, it seems like it would be a lot of fun. But I, I did have a friend once when I first had kids. He said, avoid the launch. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Stay away from the launch. The launch wow. in the morning where you got to get them up and out the door. The launch, he called it. He said, I'm always there for the launch. <laughs> yeah, to my chagrin, mostly being in morning radio for virtually our entire careers, uh, I missed that. Uh, I remember one specific vacation. I was off, but the kids were in school, and we just decided to have a vacation at home. A staycation, I I call it. Oh, boy. And so I got to be part of the launch, and that was great fun. That was September 10th and 11th of 2001. So that didn't last for very long. Oh, wow. Yeah. I got to do the launch until uh, uh, Al-Qaeda attacked the United States. Um, Back to work. Uh, on average, uh, the most stressful minute of the day for most adults is 7.23 a.m. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. 7.23 a.m., whether you're commuting or getting your kids out the door or trying to find the homework assignment that you were working on last night. And where's your lunch? I just handed you your lunch. How did you lose your lunch already between here and there? You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> right. Where's your brother? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Jimmy! Jimmy! Uh, Ranking ranking among the most stressful events of a typical day, being stuck in traffic, spilling something on the carpet, waking up late, all among the top five, getting the kids out the door, as I mentioned. Uh, Poll found that adults face about three stressful events every day. They occur in about an hour earlier in women than men, on average. I have no idea why. Hmm. Maybe it's the launch thing? I don't know. You know, it, I now my my watch, uh, my my Apple Watch, which bugs me about exercising way too much. Okay, mm-hmm. know when to shut up. Anyway, uh, it, it will tell me, it will show me how many times I've had decibel readings over ninety decibels. If I turn up the music too loud for my watch, which is clearly too old to rock and roll, um, 
what if you could had like a stress measurement device? Wouldn't that be something you could look back and say, wow, that was a 124. I mean, I wasn't happy about it. I didn't realize I was at 124. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, like I've got a friend who has to keep track of their heart thing, so they look at the end of the day where their heart rate got the highest and that sort of stuff. But yeah, that'd be awesome for stress. Wow, look how stressed I was at quarter to one. What was going on at that time? You know, try to figure that. That'd be fantastic. Or you could realize that, man, I was in the red zone for two and a half straight hours. I got to look into that. Yeah. That's a good one. Stress is no good for you. That's what they say. Yeah, well, try to live a life without it. What are you going to be, a bum? And finally, Some sort of beach bum? Finally, before we take a break and get to more important stuff, the new Barbara, Barbara Streisand memoir is only a 1,000 pages. So <laughs> some of your best stories may be left out. So maybe just do two or three pages a day to really make it last. <laughs> so California's uh, bums and junkies experiment continues, and so far the results have been fabulous. Oh, I'm sorry, what's that? No, they've been a disaster, an utter disaster. Left Coast Bum and Junkie update coming up in a moment or three. So yeah. That's right, yeah. And, yeah. A, and a bunch of other news of the day, so don't touch that dial, as they say. Armstrong and Getty. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets, Meets World House. House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. When, yes. those, when those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. Uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The that's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, oh. started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how oh. lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
A dog in Nevada was recently rescued after living with a pack of coyotes for several months. Fortunately, the dog is now safe, sound, and embittered for life. I was living the dream. <laughs> yeah, rescued from living with coyotes. Maybe it was digging it. Mm, yeah, right. Uh, later, we'll have to get to this. The police in Phoenix have plenty of time to bust you if you have an illegal sign about the Super Bowl in your store window, but no time to deal with the dangerous street person that's hanging out in front harassing your customers. Well, certainly no time to arrest people who steal things. Right. Among yeah, other things. Wow. That's just beautiful. Uh, the uh, Michael, do we still have the West Coast bomb explosion theme? <laughs> I should have asked for it earlier. That's a rather irreverent and uh, callous way to refer to the explosion in people experiencing homelessness, which mostly includes uh, people who are drug addicts. Nobody wants to talk about that. And until we do, we'll never solve the problem. Uh, but a uh, quick uh, look at beautiful San Diego, California. The West Coast. There it is, the West Coast bum explosion theme. Thank wow. you, Michael. Wow. Fabulous. Fabulous. Uh, so uh, beautiful San Diego, California, which uh, has been one of the jewels of civilization for a very, very long time, but is rapidly declining. Uh, the homeless population in downtown San Diego reached another record high for the sixth straight month. Wow. About 1,900 people counted on January the 31st. Again, it has been rising, you know, kind of up and downish. In the last several years, but since August, it has risen every single month for six months in a row. It's an unbelievable problem. Uh, San Diego's become much uglier, much more dangerous, etc. And it ain't all because the rent's too high. And in California at large, the utterly useless one-party state government is uh, taking a look at the billions of the tens of billions of dollars that have been spent and are going to be spent on the so-called homeless problem. Uh, they held a hearing in which they discussed the uh, the legislation and the governor have agreed to spend about $20 billion on the issue over the next several years. Uh, governor Gruesome Newsom has proposed earmarking an additional billion dollars toward homelessness on top of that, et cetera, et cetera. There's a state budget shortfall looming, though. And so, as the, so the uh, one-party government is saying, all right, what are we going to do? Well, State senators on Monday, including Democrats, said they were having difficulty assessing the dozens of programs. They tried to get a handle on what was going on before they came to the meeting, and they said, we can't figure out if any of this is working. Does the state have ways to measure the impact and effectiveness of the programs? And the short answer for the administration from the administration was, no, not really, not no, yet. That's the answer for most government programs. You don't have a way to measure whether they're effective or not. Yeah, John Laird, who's a Democrat, uh, Santa Cruz, California, which is among the most liberal places on earth. People are going to want to know how many people are getting served by this, and is it successful? Are there numbers that are really proving it in a way that we can guide whatever the budget investment is? And the California Health and Human Services uh, Secretary, Dr. Mark Galley, did most of the talking, and he said, well, we're looking for ways to be more accountable to you and to the public. But they haven't figured it out yet. And then the state lawmakers replied, well, one thing we want more data on is uh, how many people are being helped and who's being helped demographically. We want to make sure the right color people and the right sorts of people are being helped. 
which is a horrible thing to think, but black and African-American people make up a disproportionate amount of the state's homeless population. Uh, the legislative analyst office noted that while the group makes up about 7% of the state's total population, it accounts for 30% of people experiencing homelessness. Now, that is more than four times proportionally what you might expect. And they leave it there, of course, that's proof of racism, and that uh, the programs must be fashioned to help people according to the racial quotas we assign. Here's a question for you, and it's the sort of question that is never, ever, ever asked, because it's mean. If you were to survey different people of different ethnicities, uh, races, whatever, um, uh, how they feel about taking drugs, recreational drugs, how important they think education is, how important they think it is to to have a job and support yourself as opposed to being supported by the government. What if you found that there were disproportionate answers to those questions among whatever uh, racial group? Don't you think that's worth knowing? That's pretty good. I mean, if you think homelessness and people living miserable, junky lives in tents, if you think that's a bad thing, maybe you'd want to get to the root of how they ended up there. But nobody does, because, again, that would be mean and kind of uncomfortable. A lot more to talk about on a bunch of different topics. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important Important information. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.